Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Sheree Felice, and this week I'm joined by Heather Louder, the founder of the Tianmu Craft Fair. Listen in as we discuss the event, why it was founded, and some of the things you can expect to see there. So, Heather, why don't you tell me a little bit about the craft fair and why you started it? Um, yeah, so I have been living in Taiwan for about nine years. During my time here as a um, trailing spouse, I needed to find some ways to be creative, and I started doing some crafts. And I found other people here in Tiamu and in、um, the Taipei area that like to do crafts, but didn't really have any place to showcase that stuff. So I came up with this idea to do a craft fair in Tiamu and hopefully generate a little bit of money for a local charity as well. So how long has it been going on for? Well, this will be our first annual Tiamu Craft Fair. We did a, a mock one last year, and we had such a good turnout, and people liked it so much. We decided to make it an annual, actually, hopefully, semi-annual. Probably do it in the fall, like now, so people can showcase their items around the Christmas holiday, and then we'll probably do a spring one as well, so that people can showcase items that are more in line with a springtime event. Okay, what's the charity that the craft fair is supporting? The charity that we have chosen is Saint Anne. Charity. It's a charity for children with disabilities. Unfortunately, a lot of children who have disabilities are sometimes displaced. The families don't know what to do with them and are even abandoned. And Saint Anne's brings in these children and offers them a safe place, offers them skills, offers them food and education, and all the types of things that will help them so that they can manage life as they get older.、And、we chose that charity because it's something near and dear to all of us. Most of the people participating in the craft fair are parents and have to, so it was a charity that spoke to all of us. And how? Much of the proceeds go to the charity. So, what we've decided is we're going to collect donations as people come in the door and a donation of their choice, rather than having people buy a ticket. So, it will be a, a donation of your choice as someone who comes and shops, and then each of the vendors that will be showcasing their items, each vendor is going to be donating、um, a portion of the money that they take in. I.、Um, Didn't feel it was appropriate for me to dictate exactly how much this time around, just because we wanted to get a feel for how the event will be. In the future, we may have a flat rate for a vendor to participate in this event. It costs them a flat rate in order to participate, and all of that money would go to the charity. So this time, it'll be a little fluid while we're working out the kinks. How did you get a bunch of people who are interested in crafts together? How did you find these people, and how did you organize this?、Um, well, to be honest, there was a、um, craft. Type of event that had been happening here in Taipei for a number of years, and it was benefiting another charity called Saint Lucy's. And that charity had been going on for a number of years as a way for people to showcase their crafts. Unfortunately, that event that has been going on for probably 15 to 20 years was canceled this year. I had participated in that fair, that craft event,、um, a couple of years ago,、um, and always attended. It was such a great event to attend. And so, once that event was canceled, and I had had this idea a year ago, I thought it would just the timing would be really good. So I reached out to fellow vendors from that previous. Um, event called Saint Lucy's to see if I had interested vendors, and we did. In fact, I had so many I had to turn a good portion of them down. Hopefully, next year we'll find a larger location. The location we have this year is a little small, so we're limited to only ten vendors. Do you know why the other craft fair was canceled? Yes, unfortunately, the other craft fair was canceled. The main director of that event has been living in Taipei for years and years and years, but her and her husband are going to be relocating to the states. And when she was looking for someone to replace her, nobody could fill her shoes. To be quite frank, she's probably one of the most amazing women I've ever met, and she's. 
just absolutely the most ambitious, motivated individual. And there was just no one to fill her shoes. And rather than try and miserably fail, the event was just canceled. So you got vendors from the old craft fair to do this one. But how would someone who's interested in becoming a vendor, maybe not for this one, but for the next one you have, how would they be able to join the next craft fair? I think probably once this event is done, which will be here in a week, I'll have a kind of a better understanding of what this looks like. And once I do, I'm already seeking out some larger venues. One, because we had to turn down so many this first time around. And two, I I would like to be able to reach out to other vendors. Once I know that we have secured a larger location, probably just reaching out to me either directly, like through an email. I have several forums that I use on the Facebook platform. I run a couple of expat Facebook pages where I've reached out there announcing I was looking for vendors. So a couple of those sites is where I'll go. I run the Friends in Taiwan page, which is a expat page for people living here in Taipei. I'm a member of a a bunch of other different groups as well. So probably through a couple of those venues, through Facebook and probably directly with me. Okay. And what are some of the crafts that are going to be there? So we have a number of vendors that are extremely talented. There will be somebody who's making handmade candles. There's somebody who's going to be making homemade all-natural snacks. There's me. I will be bringing my crocheted items. There will be some ladies who are doing hand-painted crafts. Several are making handmade jewelry. One lady's making jewelry from clay. Another lady is making jewelry from beading. There's a very sweet woman who's from India, and she has all types of unique handmade crafts that she gets from vendors in um, India, and she'll be bringing those items over, pashminas, jewelry. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to run the gamut. There's going to be quite a bit of stuff there. Lotions, one lady who hand makes lotions, all natural lotions. Uh, one other lady is making Christmas decorations, wrapping papers, handmade wrapping paper, ornaments for Christmas trees. So there's going to be, it's, it's geared towards a winter type event, so a lot of wintry type items for this particular event. And there will even be some vendors there that are creating items on hand to show their craft, as well as taking orders for things if you want something very specific. So it it's, could be quite an eventful gathering for people. And all of your crocheted items, you've made all of them. You're, you haven't you know, gone out and bought a bunch of crocheted blankets and that's what you're going to be selling. You, you've actually handmade all of the items that you'll be selling. Yes, painfully so. I've made every item at my booth and probably every item at 95% of the booths will have all been handmade. I've made every item that I'll be offering in the crochet arena. I know a lot of the artwork that are going to be displayed are hand-painted items by by fellow crafters. I know the the wrapping paper, those types of things have all been hand-done. So yes, everything is made from the heart and from the hands. And how long have you been preparing for this fair? How many months have you been creating things? Well, I've been crocheting for just about three years now. I kind of fell into this hobby when I was looking for a new way to be stress-free, and some of my old methods were not working. So I've been crafting and doing crochet for about three years, specifically making crafts for this particular fair. I've probably been preparing for about six months. I knew I wanted to do this one. We had done a trial run in in the summer and had gone quite well. So I had kind of had in my mind that I wanted to do another one and in the fall. And so I've been, you know, I've been creating items for at least six months and full blown for the last two weeks. 
it's very interesting that you make crocheted items because Taiwan's a very hot country. So are you going to be selling sweaters or what are some of the things that you're crocheting for people in Taiwan? Yes, I didn't pick the best hobby for sure. My best stress reliever shouldn't have been around yarn living here in Taipei. So yes, a lot of my items are not weather specific to Taiwan. My hope is that people will buy them for gifts and things for family members in colder climate. But I've also made things that can be worn every day that are not sweaters. I've crocheted earrings. I've crocheted decorations. I have crocheted items that you would put in your home, like seasonal items, like I've crocheted snowmen, you know, that are about a foot and a half tall and harvesty type things like pumpkins and maple leaves and things that you could use as decoration for your home. I do a lot of children's items, like baby items, like things that you would be able to use for your babies. You know, babies get cold all the time, even if you live in Taiwan. So I think most of my items are something that could be used even if you live here in Taiwan. But yes, unfortunately, some of my items are things you are going to want to ship home or ship to a colder climate for sure. Okay, so where is it this year? So the Tianmu Craft Fair is going to be in Tianmu. We have secured the location of Eddie's 2. Eddie's is a Mexican restaurant in Tianmu, and he has two locations. His second location is on Tianmu East Road. So when are the dates of the craft fair? So this is a one-day event, and we are hosting this event on Monday, November 4th. It will be opened at 11 a.m., and we are going to stay until 5 p.m., which is quite a bit longer than the craft fair that we have had that you know, it's particularly the one I had talked about before, giving the opportunity for people to get off work and still come and stop by. A lot of people had complained they hadn't been able to attend any of the craft fair because they most of them ended at three. So we'll be there from 11 to five at Eddie's two. At the craft fair, you're going to be selling crafts, but is there also going to be other things like workshops, like a fair in the United States where there's food and workshops that kids can do and stuff while they're there? You know, those are all really great ideas and things that we, the crafters that are working with me closely this year, we have ready to go for the next time around when we have a larger location. There will be some people that will be showcasing their talents there, showing what they do, but there won't be an opportunity for you to participate. And it is important to know that there will be no food there other than the one vendor who will be selling some of her baked goods. Eddie's itself, which is a restaurant, he is offering his location to us on a day that he's typically closed, so there will not be food at this event at all. So come early and then go have lunch or have lunch and come after. There won't be much food at this event this time around. Okay, so November 4th, that's next Monday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And do people need to register or buy tickets or anything to enter or can anybody enter? Is it open to the entire public? Yes, it's an open event, so no tickets are required, no pre-registration is required. We do ask people to do your best to remember that the items are handmade, so they come from the heart, so they're priced accordingly, and also to remember that we are doing this for a charity as well, so please bring cash for your purchases. I don't believe that anyone will have an availability to take credit cards. I know I don't personally, and I don't think most of the vendors have the option of using a credit card machine. So bring cash and plan to purchase with cash and also plan to leave a little for the hands as well. Okay, and do you think that in the years to come you'll be supporting the same charity or do you think you'll do a different charity every year? You know, at this point, I think I've done a lot of research about some of the local charities, and I really chose the St. Anne's charity because it is one of the charities, one that speaks to me, and also one that is not as well-funded as some of the others. At this time, I think St. Anne's might be our go-to charity, though there is a lot of really worthwhile charities in Taipei. And, you know, there's a couple of others that spoke to me as well, those that help women in dangerous environments, domestic violence. There was a couple of those charities that really spoke to me. So at this point, I can't make any promises that it will be 
St. Anne's. It will definitely be St. Anne's this year and probably in the spring as well. But if there's another charity that really speaks to me, I might change it up every year. And the, the next one in the spring, do you have a tentative date for that yet? You know, we don't have a date because I'd like to secure a larger location. And, you know, and I'd like to see how the turnout is. I mean, in in theory, you know, we're going to have hundreds and hundreds of shoppers that come in and we're just going to be sold out of all of our beautiful things by, you know, by five o'clock. We could have a very small turnout. So this is going to be the launch that tells us exactly what we need to do moving forward, how many vendors we we should have to, to support the community, and how big of a location we need. I would say if I was a betting woman, it would probably be in May just because that's a good time, at least for me as an expat, where I travel for the summer to have that kind of event, but I don't have a particular date or even a location at this point. Is there any particular reason why you decided to make it on a Monday? Um, yeah, the, the main specific reason we chose it on a Monday is because the wonderful owner of Eddie's, Two, who is offering to let us use his facility is closed on Mondays. So he had offered to let us do it and use his restaurant at no charge so that the vendors could give more money to charity, which was what our ultimate goal is to make sure that we support this charity. He is offering his location at no charge for us, and he is letting us do it on a day where he won't lose business. So it's a day that he's already closed. So we're very grateful for him and him being willing to donate his space and let us destroy it however we need to to create this beautiful craft fair. Um, But that is the particular reason we ended up doing it on Monday, because the venue we, we found, that was the best day available to them. Okay. Okay. Well, great. That makes sense. So for people who are interested in attending, it's next Monday on November 4th. And if people want to find the address or find out any more information, they should just Google Tianmu Craft Fair, November 4th. If you seek out TMU Craft Fair on Facebook, you should be able to find it. Worst case scenario, Eddie's 2 is promoting it on his site. So if you look for Eddie's 2, you'll find information on his website. And then you'd also find information on his Facebook post as well. E-D-D-Y 2. So it's kind of a simplified version of Eddie. E-D-D-Y 2. The number 2. Yes. Okay. Appreciate this opportunity and just encourage folks to come on out, bring your cash, and we're ready for you. Okay, thank you so much, Heather. I hope it goes well. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's it for this week's episode of Taiwan Talk. I'd like to thank Heather again for joining me. Don't forget to tune in next week for an all-new episode. As always, remember to take care of yourselves. I'm Sheree Felice.